This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. All right, guys, it's Bark from the Back Row Fantasy Show and got something a little special lined up for everybody. We are doing a divisional series, which basically the gist of that means that we are going to take super fans and podcast guests and writers and whoever volunteered and wanted to do this on the show. We're going to take them, put them into a divisional episode, and it could be argumentative. It could be nothing but love. It could be nothing but romance, as our Ravens guy Bob is going to say. Uh, But we'll find out. We'll find out what it is. It's an idea. It was a little extravagant at that, but we're going to roll with it. First, we got Andrew Harbaugh, guest of the show, a couple times already. Uh, from, go ahead, Andrew, tell him real quick. Do like a ten second. Who is Andrew Harbaugh thing for him, real quick? I am a fat bearded man living in Pennsylvania, being a Browns fan, and I write for Dynasty Happy Hour. Yes, indeed, and he's here representing the Browns in the divisional series. Then I've also got Bob Miller representing the Ravens. Bob, tell them who you are and what you do. Well, I'm Bob, diehard Ravens fan, originally from Baltimore, living in Tennessee now. So just ready to cover my guys and hopefully help some uh, some fantasy football players out there. Nice. And then we've also got my boy, former uh, you know co-worker of mine, Eric Guess, Bengals fan extraordinaire on a really crappy kid's telephone. Eric, what's up? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> he's the Bengals representative in here. He's going to spit some mad Bengals knowledge. There's probably going to be at least a little bit of fighting between him and my final uh, team representative, buddy of mine, guy I love a lot just from podcasting, Dave Turneau of the Gut Check Dynasty Show. Dave, you finally freaking made it. I made it. I don't know why Skype won't work on my computer, so I have to use the phone. It happens, man. The audio works. It happens. But without further ado, that's the four guests for the division, and we're going to jump right into it, and I'll start out in the order I went, and let's not get too long in the tooth on it, because there's eight of these to do. I believe that's right. Eight? Yes, eight. Harbaugh, as the Browns representative, who who do you believe at each position do the Browns currently have the best fantasy players at? Like, is Baker the best fantasy quarterback in the division? I don't know if you'll go that far, but... You know, if you I, do feel your team has one of the best fantasy players or future fantasy players in the division, give us your case now. And if you other guys want to chime in a little bit and give them a little bit of flack, just try to do it in an organized manner. Did you just, did you just say flack or flacco? I, I, I didn't. I did I didn't. not say flacco for sure. Okay. <laughs> never flacco. Hashtag never flacco. Yes. I I would say as far as Baker goes, right now he's not the best fantasy quarterback in the division big of you to admit but as soon as ben retires which i think will be next year um because i think he's about damn tired of everything going on at pittsburgh 
um, based on his body language at the end of the game on Sunday night. I, I think Baker by the next year won't be putting up second-year numbers like Pat Mahomes, but I think he'd be good enough to consistently hold a fantasy team up for somebody. Um, he produced at every level when nobody believed in him, um, going from walk-on to Heisman and Heisman to number one overall pick. That whole team is behind him. They have a front office. Their first year, that's their pick. That's their guy. They've built this offense around him, and I think they're going to continue to do that as soon as they address the offensive line. I don't see why not Baker can be a top five, top ten fantasy quarterback, especially with a lot of the older um, guard getting close to retirement with Breeze, Brady, and Ben. Any uh, any disagreeers out there that think Baker is not going to pan out and be one of the best fantasy, if not the best fantasy quarterback in the division next year? I don't know if I would call him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would say he'll be the best uh, for the future, but I I certainly agree that he will be serviceable. He's got plenty of weapons. You got Callaway coming up. Uh, Jarvis Landry is actually relevant again. Um, it depends on what they do with their running back situation. If uh, if Carlos Hyde's still there next year, and you've got Nick Chubb, uh, Duke Johnson, I think has died and gone on somewhere else. I don't know where he is, but uh, I think uh, with David Njoku, I, he's got a lot of weapons. I think he's going to produce, and I think he's going to be a relevant relevant quarterback for future, you know, for the future on fantasy football teams. Well, I have to ask the the other three of you then this question: Will Lamar Jackson or is Andy Dalton or is Mason Rudolph even a candidate to threaten Baker's dominance in the division in the future? No, no, and no. Good. I, I like that. To di- I disagree. I, I think that Lamar Jackson can. Um, with his ability to scramble, his ability to run, I believe, you know, he puts things together. I, I believe he could put together the same kind of fantasy production as a Cam Newton. I don't see an RG3 or a Vince Young or a Michael Vick type of guy there, but I Johnny do see Manziel. a <laughs> Yeah. Well, I was about to say, boy, I hope. Eric, Eric, the representative of the Bengals, is being awfully quiet with Andy Dalton sitting over there on the hey, couch Andy with Dalton, him. Andy Dalton's solid. He hey, is Andy solid. Dalton, he, he, he very much is. And, he's you know, Tyler Boyd has really blown up uh, the last few weeks, and it's made him uh, very, very valuable in fantasy leagues. It helped uh, – Win some ball games. Eric, has Andy He's Dalton played. changed your mind about him this season? You were very low on him before the season started. It, low on who? Andy Dalton. Has he oh, changed no. your mind? Andy, Andy Dalton, I've always known Andy Dalton had talent. It's just that offensive line. He had no protection whatsoever. When he has protection, he's he puts up solid numbers. Well, let's talk He's, about another position. Uh Harbaugh led it off with the quarterback position, so I'm going to go straight to Bob on this one. Is Alex Collins or Javorius Allen, for that matter, is there any reason for you to say that they will be dominant either later this season or in the future as opposed to a James Conner, a Joe Mixon, or a, a Chubb or Hyde? Well, I think they're very usable, uh, especially in PPR leagues. Um, Buck Allen, the guy just won't go away. I've written articles at Dynasty Happy Hour about Alex Collins and and how he helped win some people some championships last year, and I was fully expecting the same this year, but Buck Allen is is always in the picture there, and as much as they throw, he's in on a lot of those packages, uh, protecting the quarterback and going out and lining up and, and, and catching a lot of those passes. 
But definitely so not one of the better definitely not one of the better backfields in the division then, correct? No, no, not at all. I would I would probably give that to you know, Joe Mixon looks like the future as far as the backfield in the NFC North. Anybody disagree? Yeah. Anybody disagree? Anybody think Joe Mixon has anyone that could become the dominant back in the division over the next course of uh, three quarters of the season and moving on to nineteen? Quiet I crickets. Joe Mixon. I think crickets. Joe Mixon, crickets. Joe Mixon, baby. Crickets. Now, now, listen. <laughs> I hate to do this. No, I don't because there is a match. Anyone that wants to chime in, go ahead. But they're they're definitely to me. And Andrew, if you dispute this, you lost all credibility. The Steelers and the Bengals, bar none, best receivers in the division. Anyone disagree? I I mean, who who do they? They have Antonio Brown. That's that's pretty much it. That's what? Who? What? Come on, Juju is a budding superstar. (laughs) Crash. What? Juju is better than, uh, probably better than anybody on the Bengals as their second wide receiver. I think he's better than AJ Green right now. Oh I, my God. <laughs> he I definitely, would, listen, oh my God. he has more, he has, okay, you got to take age into a factor too. I mean, we mostly talk dynasty here. If if you told me AJ Green or Juju, I'm taking Juju all day. Yeah. Uh, Maybe redraft, it best. might be a little different, but not much. The best right now is Antonio Brown, without a shadow of a doubt, and the future is Juju. I mean, that's it. The problem is, mm-hmm. as far as talent goes, A.J. Green's a better talent. As far as production goes and the offense they're in, like you said, I would take Juju only because that offense just throws out monster numbers. I mean, James Conner comes in replacing Bell, and he's putting up <laughs> top running back numbers. Brown is still being putting up good numbers. Juju still puts up good numbers. I mean, hell, they made Vance McDonald a tight end one for a week. I mean, they have enough uh, meat to pass Uh-oh. around the table and takes everything he can. Anybody else have a statement case for any of their team's receivers? And it doesn't have to be just who the best in the division is now and for the rest of the season. What, what about the future? Is there anyone on any of you guys' respective teams that we don't already play as a weekly fantasy starter? Is there someone that's going to break out and be that guy later? First one to speak gets to state your case. James think, Washington. James Washington. I agree. Certainly he's not a secret to anybody, but that team is just developed wide receivers over and over and over again. If they're gonna take somebody in the second round, you gotta have faith that he's gonna he's gonna get it done eventually. I have a ton of faith in James Washington myself. I think Washington's a he's a definitely a, a good a good pick and, a, and has a great future ahead of him. But I'm gonna probably lean a little bit towards Antonio Callaway. Um, he was a first round talent um off the field <clears> issue. Oh. Made him drop back in the draft. Somebody's and I excited. think that <laughs> I think that he has all of the tools to be a star, and 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 it looks like uh, Cleveland actually uh, did something right for a change in the draft when they drafted Baker, and he, I believe they're going to develop and do a uh, a a a combo that's going to be hard to to mess with over the years. I hope he develops, but I would it cannot be left unsaid that he looks a little lost out there on the field at the moment. I think well, he hasn't played in a year, right? No, but that's his own fault. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, give the guy some time. 
No, definitely I, could. I think now that they have Baker in there and someone who could throw a deep ball. I mean, I don't know if anybody saw the ball, the deep ball Callaway missed on Sunday, but Baker threw that. That was a Pat Mahomes 65 yard in the air throw. And if Callaway would just would have kept his head down, he that would have been a score. And Andrew, then everyone, did the uh, referee jump in the way and stop that pass or anything? Because I, I couldn't remember that game. They were involved quite a bit. <laughs> I have developed a hate for the animal known as the zebras just because of that. Yeah. Um, because I don't know what a first down is in the NFL anymore. But we don't have enough time <laughs> to get into that. <laughs> but another one, I think, in deeper leagues, too, if you're looking at Dynasty and that, uh, Rashard Higgins um, is finally starting to come into play especially with Corey Coleman and Josh Gordon now gone. I'm a Higgins um, guy. Higgins. I won't lie. Uh, I do like me some Higgins. Higgins is the wide receiver three there for now. Um, but, I mean, Baker has shown in the preseason and the regular season that he likes him. So, I mean, when your quarterback is showing the receiver some love, it's worth mentioning and taking note of him to potentially stash in deeper leagues. Well, and if Callaway fails, Higgins has a prime opportunity too. I mean, they're already going to scale Higgins back – his snap count, they're going to scale it back uh, the next game reportedly, so Higgins could step up and, and maybe never step back down. You never know. I mean, he's he's talented. I mean, he's not like a first-round talent or anything like that, but he's he's a developmental tablet, tablet talent that possibly could emerge. Let's move on to tight ends. This is a tough one, in my opinion. They all suck. They, yeah, yeah, they kind of do. Njoku, uh, I got to agree with uh, Niddle on the show. Njoku's got a set of the worst hands. It's literally like Ricky Bobby raising him to, to catch a football, and he just don't know what to do with him. I don't, I don't know what to do with my hands. I just don't, I don't know. What to do. I'm just a big American Harry winning machine or whatever he says. But is there a tight end that could assert themselves as a dominant tight end besides the possibility of uh, super athlete David Njoku, as we call him. Do any of you guys have a, a case to state? And, Bob, I swear to God, if you speak up, because you have four tight ends in your rotation, and all of them look about the same. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I'll bite my tongue uh, maybe for a moment or two. Okay. But, uh, I know tight end. You'll get your chance. Anybody anybody like their tight end I'm, at all? I'm Dave? still a Vance truther just because of that offense and, and because Ben seems to really like Vance. Bob, I guess you can state your case. Well, listen, man, if Flacco was going to be the quarterback for the next couple of years, I would state a case for Hayden Hurst. Um, I, it, with the way Flacco plays, he, he loves loves the tight ends. Um, there, there's no, uh, no disputing that, but I think that he's possibly traded or cut this offseason. So I don't know really what to predict there as far as Lamar Jackson and, and, and where he's where he's going with it. But as far as the talent, you know, physical talent, man, it's David Njoku. It's not even close. Let's, uh, I kind of like Hayden Hurst too, but I just don't know if he can emerge. All of a sudden, Max Williams is actually being semi-productive, which kind of blows my mind after they draft two tight ends and use Nick Boyle kind of, kind of nuts. But yeah, this is this is going fairly smooth. This is uh, quicker than I thought it would be, and that's okay because there's eight of them to do, and this should take the longest. All four of you have a a stake at the division, so I kind of expect four voices at once on this. But like, who is going to win this division and why? There's a team Wait, in this division. Think, like, there we go. There we go. All right, I'll I'll dish it out. Eric has, has had the least talk time because Andy Dalton's sitting there beside him telling him just to be quiet and not 
jinx them, but Eric, is Cincinnati, do they have a chance to win the division and why? Well, I mean, what do you expect? We are talking about tight ends. Don't really want to talk about that right now. So, um, Yeah, Tyler Eifert yes. has seen better days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we wasn't expecting him to stay long, and if you do, you know, you're kind of retarded. But, but, yeah, I mean, I believe that Cincinnati has a chance this year. Um, I Pittsburgh's not putting up putting up what they usually do. Um, Browns are getting a little better, but still not, you know, uh, you know, I mean, I still guess a little bit of Browns there. But, right. You're right. They're still alive. Uh, and Flacco's getting old too. They're not, you know, they're not what they used to be. So I, I believe Cincinnati is getting better. They got the protection. They got receivers. They're putting up big numbers this year. I believe, I believe that Cincinnati's going to win a division this year. Bob? Yeah, I'm going to have to politely disagree. In, in favor of your team, I, I assume, correct? You are correct. And why? I'm going to disrespectfully disagree here. Yeah, I, I, I disrespectfully why. disagree as well. But, but why, Bob, do you believe that the Ravens are going to take the division? Well, I think it's them in Cincinnati. I think that's going to be the two. Uh, A little respect there for the four. Bengals. That's nice. Well, I, it, it's going to be those two. One of those two is going to win, but I really, really believe Baltimore uh, pulls away with it. Um, Cincinnati's been flirting with disaster the last couple of weeks and have has had to come back. Um, they did beat Baltimore head head on. I can't argue that. Um, but Baltimore's defense is getting better. Their offensive line's protecting better. And, I mean, you just look at what they did to Pittsburgh. Uh, look at what they're doing with everyone, um, and you're going to see it again Sunday. I mean, they're taking on Cleveland. Uh, I think that's going to be ugly as well. Ouch, I think Baker. I think, but you know, everybody's listen, doing that to Pittsburgh. Well, they don't have a pass rush. And <laughs> yeah, I'm the Steelers guy. You got no credit for beating Pittsburgh this year. None. Sorry, None. Uh, Dave. Uh, I love those guys, but they're trash this year. Dave, why? Why do do you believe Pittsburgh's going to? <laughs> Dave, are you uh, still be- a believer in your Steelers, and why are they going to take it? If so, if not, you can simply no, say no. Just, they don't have a chance. Oh, they're man, done. I love the honesty. That, that defense is so bad. It it's is. going to be, uh, you know, logically, I think Cincinnati and Baltimore being tied, Cincinnati having the early tiebreaker with a win over Baltimore and getting Vontez Burfecht back this uh, week, right? Um, yeah, that was that so was our Bengals rep. That uh, Cincinnati has uh, got the edge right now, but my gut says it's going to be Baltimore. Nice, uh, Andrew. Any any reason Cleveland can do it, and if not, who is? There's one team in this whole conversation that should be undefeated if it weren't for a couple zebras and a guy who can't kick. Um, week one should have been a blowout. This team couldn't score on taking or on turnovers, and that's what. Did a week one. I won't give a week by week breakdown, um, but Pittsburgh is self imploding. A very consistent franchise and organization doesn't know what to do. It's like that gif of SpongeBob running around in his head when everyone's on fire. That's Pittsburgh right now. <laughs> Baltimore is spit shining their one Super Bowl that they've had since, well, really, they're the Retro Browns. Agreed. Um, they're still relying Amen. on that so much so that they paid Flacco and he's still getting paid for one Super Bowl. Um, I think Harbaugh, I think they're going to collapse towards the end of the year. I think both Harbaugh brothers will get to spend Thanksgiving together next year. Yes. Um, 
I'm mean, I'm a Harbaugh. <laughs> so, um, as far as Cincinnati goes, you guys are good for the wild card, and that usually tends to be it. Um, and I think part of that's Marvin Lewis. I think if you guys didn't have Marvin Lewis, it'd be a different thing. This franchise with Cleveland, uh, every year, my buddies always make fun of me. I die on the hill that things just seem different. Things just seem different. Uh, things don't seem different this year. They are different. This team has a top five defense. I don't know what the hell happened on Sunday, but Jared Cook looked like Calvin Johnson. Um, he shouldn't have had a chance, though. But anyway... Um, Baker is finally showing that John Dorsey knew what he was doing. Nick Chubb's waiting in the wings. They've got Antonio Callaway, Rashard Higgins, Jarvis Landry. I mean, we just had this conversation with positions, and a Browns player came up mentioned every time. <laughs> you get an offensive line with this thing, and it's good. I mean, I, I just don't – this team is just so much different. And I was actually mad after a Browns game for the first time ever on Sunday. So I expect more of that to happen. Um, maybe not this year the division, but I'll tell you what, next year and beyond, it's fair game. I'm glad you ended that with maybe not this year the division because I really thought you were making your case as to why no. Cleveland was running away with the division this year. So they should I'm, be, but they're not. I'm glad <laughs> you said that. I actually, I'm going to make one guy in here happy, and that would be the statement no matter what I said. But it's to me, it's Cincinnati. Uh, I, I think Cincinnati actually gets it done this year, and they do win the division. Uh, I think Baltimore and Pittsburgh are going to be close seconds, and I think uh, Cleveland has a really good shot to end the year at 500. But it, to me, it's Cincinnati. I think the talent level, as far as offensively, is on a different level uh, than most of those teams. Not necessarily the Steelers, but like Dave said, the Steelers' defense is just so bad. I just They're don't see so how they bad. can turn it around. Cincinnati doesn't have the greatest defense in the world, but they've got some they've got some guys that that could step up and guys that I like over the second half of the season. But honestly, besides Cleveland, and I hate to throw the shade at them, I really wouldn't be surprised if any of the other three teams won the division because this is such a tough division year in and year out to compete in. Even when teams are bad, they play each other well. So that's it. Uh, I can't wait for week eight when Baker torches him. Uh, we're all watching. We're all watching. I can't, watching wait, I can't Baker. wait to. I'm looking forward to speaking to you at the end of the season when Baltimore wins this whole thing. Well, we may just have to do it again. But for now, fellas, I appreciate you joining me. It was not as argumentative as I thought. Dave Dave gets the award for most humble uh, team correspondent. Basically admitting. Yeah, I don't have a choice, do I? We're we're in last place. Hey, you could you you could still be that guy holding the torch, saying you know Steelers, no matter what. But you're being very realistic, as you know, as are some hey, of you about other Steelers, things. I'll I'll say this: the Steelers are the best team for fantasy right now because I agree one, with that. you can start their wide receiver, tight end, quarterback, uh, running back starting week eight, and you can start anybody playing against their defense. So. Nice. We can all agree on that. We can. Yeah, I mean, he sounded like one of the few educated Steeler fans. Yes. I will give you credit you. for that, David. Yes. Very yeah, cute. well, I, I moved out of Pennsylvania. I live in California now, so that helped. Love it. All right, guys. I live in Pennsylvania, and let me tell you, it's, nothing's changed since you left. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, yeah, we, when the Steelers fan base consists of 90% Amish, yeah, you know. <laughs> I get I get one laugh for the evening. That's good enough for me. Fellas, I appreciate you coming on and being the first ones to knock out the divisional series that I'm trying to throw together. 
we'll see if uh, anything else happens with the other ones. I know NFC East is happening Friday, and AFC West is extremely close to being ready. So, again, thanks, guys. Andrew, always a pleasure. Eric, love you like a brother. Bob, nice to meet you and have you on the show for the first time. And Dave, love you like a brother as well, a little pod brother. Thank you. Oh, that's sweet. My friggin' heart's all warm and shit. Thanks, guys. I will talk to you guys later, and hopefully everybody enjoyed the first installment of the Divisional Series. Peace out. Hey, when you... Hootay, baby! Woo! Got a little hootay at the end. See you guys. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.